what's going on everybody out there in chat thank you all so much for joining us once again welcome everybody to film heat live we are film heat the internet's favorite movie bracket podcast today we're talking cult classics volume one we got some fun ones this time well some fun ones some not so fun as we'll see surprisingly unfun all right so let's take a look at our films this week let's begin that tournament the cult classics cavalcade that's just fun to say all right our films tonight are going to be the boondock saints the warriors scarface fight club pulp fiction and a clockwork orange a lot of articles in these titles. The Boondock Saints, The Warriors, A Clockwork Orange, The Pulp Fiction. <laughs> the Pulp Fiction. The Pulp Fiction. Love The Warriors. Such a great list. Thank you. Thank you all. So, how do you guys feel about this list overall? You guys have any initial thoughts? You over overwhelmed with the links to these movies? Oh, there's some long ones in there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was just joking. We should have called this list two-hour cigarettes because it's, uh, it's what it is. It's two-hour movies. All of them, <laughs> yeah. everybody smoking cigarettes. Everybody smoking cigarettes. You know, surprisingly, I think The Warriors is the only movie that didn't have people smoking cigarettes. You're right. Yeah, not, not in the center of the screen, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But all the rest of these movies... Hell, I was watching Fight Club, and he's, like, working at his desk in his office, and he's smoking. He's got an ashtray right there in his office at work. I was like, what in the hell? Even in 1999 or whatever that movie was. Was it 99, 98? Somewhere around there. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Look at round one, heat one. The Boondock Saints versus the Warriors. Who would win in a fight? Definitely the Warriors. I guess, because there's like a whole lot more of them. Yeah, but, you know, with a right place rope. That's true. <laughs> you and your fucking rope. Definitely. Oh, nice. Sense. No, were there nine men in that room? So. Oh, oh good point. Good point. And the Warriors will be showing up with their chains and baseball bats and broken <laughs> bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I guess guns are hard to come by and the Warriors fantasy New York because like only really the rogues and the Lizzie's had guns. We'll get into it. Let's take a look at the trailer for Boondock Saints. 1999. Cigarettes. Nothing but cigarettes. Even in the trailer cigarettes. <laughs> Delicious. I tell you, man. After a while, it starts to look appealing. You're like, hmm. Oh yeah, I've been missing cigarettes these days. Fuck. Just because these fucking movies we've been watching, bro. Look at him. I'm just trying to look cool over here. <laughs> yeah. It was a firefight. Vapes just don't have that je ne sais quoi of a fucking stogue, man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, it's not fucking cool. It's nerdy. It's, it's like. Not. Vaping, you know. 
get your yeah your nails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and throw up the poll here. Uh, this is a ten minute poll going up chat. Boondock yeah. Saints versus the Warriors. Get your votes in. It's only going for ten minutes. The discussion will probably go longer than that. So get your votes in now. Yeah. Chat. Yeah. So Boondock Saints was a movie, much like Apocalypse Now. It's one of those movies that it has a documentary made about the making of the movie that's way better than the movie itself. And it's called, what is it called? Overnight or something like that? I think there's yeah, two of them, so. but the original one is called Overnight. That's the one I, I, I saw. And uh, it the movie is made by basically like a fuckboy from like Philly or something like that. And he's just like... I'm going to make a movie about a couple of badasses. Just about a couple of badasses. You know, if you don't like that, then you're gay. You know, he's just such a fuck. And watching that movie, this go around, a whole lot more of that shown through. It's a little bit like, oh, like it seems kind of like it was written by a 16-year-old, you know? Just like, oh, wouldn't it be badass? Wouldn't it be badass if... If you know, like, <laughs> it's just badass a... if they dropped down from the ceiling and shot eight dudes <laughs> yeah. in a circle. <laughs> oh, oh, you got to do the thing where they put the coins on the eyeballs. That's so badass. That's badass. It's badass. <laughs> so it's a little, it was a little tryhardy at times, you know. Um, but I guess ultimately, ultimately. It's an entertaining enough movie, you know. It it wasn't a complete um, letdown that I expected it to be, because I watched it in you know in the twenty in the two thousands when I was a twenty something, and I really liked it. And I was like, oh, that's so badass. Um, and I expected it to not age very well, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> Fine yeah, movie. like you said, the juvenile juvenile writing on it is pretty fucking apparent. Like as you're writing it, I'm like, wait a minute, how does he know that and that and that? But, which is fine, but like I was saying when we were watching this earlier, this movie was definitely saved by the cast. You get yeah. great performances from the two guys that play the main brothers, right? Willem Dafoe, even their loot, their like scumbag friend, like David Della Rocco or whatever. Yeah, Rocco. Like, yeah, the cast make this whole movie like mm-hmm. shit writing, uh, so like pretty just like whatever uh, cinematography, um, uh, but the cast saved it. Oh, absolutely! This movie is carried on the backs of the cast, one hundred percent. It's got an early uh, Norman Reedus who would catapult himself to fame in years to come. It's got a pretty early, not, I mean, relatively early, uh, Willem Dafoe, who is, you know, he himself elevates this movie immensely, just being on it. Uh, what's the name of that older guy? The older Irish guy comes in about halfway in. Um, uh, Malcolm Connolly plays the dad or whatever you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He, as well, elevates the movie. <clears throat> So, if you have not already, go and watch um, Overnight. 
It's a documentary about the making of Boondock Saints, and it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, apparently the, the making yeah. of this movie was wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just... then you understand more about the writing, like just how much of a goomba the writer director was, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric, how do you feel about the guns in this movie? I'm I'm quite fond of the Berettas, honestly. I I had a Beretta ninety ninety six for a long time. I don't know much about guns, but it felt like they were um, they weren't just waving them around like in the other movies we've watched recently. They they did act a little bit more like they knew what they were doing instead of just a a, a bunch of random folks handed, you know, BB guns and told to go play. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And that's good. And you know. and I mean they, they dropped a toilet on the guy's head. Yeah. And like I said, the writing of this movie is a feels a little bit infantile, but there's enough good decisions made to sort of make up for it, you know? Well, Justin said it earlier, Troy Duffy got lucky. Um, That's his name, the Troy casting, Duffy. The casting director, whoever that was, gets all the credit for this movie. Love it. Yeah. That ain't no lie. Uh, let's take a peek over at chat. Let's see what they had to say about Boondog Saints real quick. Um, there was a firefight. Eli says smoking only looks cool until the lung cancer kicks in. Nothing cool about that, that's for sure. Primal Root in the house. The Warriors, no contest, he says. Waiting for realization. Primal Root's in the house. Uh, when I hear about Boondock Saints, I always think about the Helsing Ultimate Abridged. Huh. I'm not familiar. I think there's like an anime or something, and it's like an abridged video. Talking about mm, that, I think. Those are fun. I like those abridged anime videos. Uh, Love Norman Reedus as the voice of Stryker in Hell of a Boss. Huh. I will have to say that his Norman Reedus' Irish accent, like, I guess as the movie filming went on, he just started losing it more and more. Yeah. <laughs> by that, that, that scene at the end there, he's it, they either filmed it first or last because he's struggling. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he's either having a hard time or he doesn't give a fuck one of the like, two the irish is not coming through on that whole end scene in the courtroom there at least not for him <laughs> he's think, like fuck it that's a hard accent to do without sounding like cartoonish and like Ooh, look at your arms look at the irish yeah my hearts and stars and horseshoes clovers and balloons i mean sean patrick does it really well the entire time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie is up against what? The Warriors, right? Yeah. The Warriors. Real quick, let's take a look at the trailer for the Warriors. See what it looks like at a glance. Warriors. I love this B movie trailer voice guy. They've got one chance. They've got one chance. Do it. <laughs> Was this a B movie? Um, I don't know, honestly. Like, especially like contemporarily at the um, time. 
had a four million dollar budget in '79, so not really. Oh. No, no, it was not. In no. the city. <laughs> yeah, this is a good movie. However, it's a little bit slow. It's a little bit, uh, maybe some pacing issues there. Like immediately after that opening scene, you know, he's got you get this big, boisterous, charismatic speech you know that gets everybody going including the audience and then like oh man our, our boys they're they're um they're framed for it you know and like i always forget because i played the video game right anybody else play the video game in the 2000s that's, yeah that's rockstar put yeah. it out that really video good. game is a prequel to the movie so the one guy, the the guy who wears like the cloth like over his head with like the the bandana, he gets taken out in the opening scene of the movie, but he's like the main character of the video game. So I always forget. It's like, wait, really? He's just gone, just like that. I forgot about that. So, kind of a weird movie. Make some weird decisions, uh, stylistically. Uh, something else I forgot. All of our movies tonight, with the exception of Boondock Saints, are based on books. So this almost could have been our based on books volume one list, but cult classics. So, yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think about the Warriors? I like I it. it. I feel like this movie, uh, the energy of this movie, uh, minus the pacing, like, um, you know, we say all the time, like, oh, we don't need this reboot. We don't need this. I would like to see this actually redone. And I feel like it would be pretty damn good if it had like a new age energy to it. Yeah. You know, I agree. Um, that could be really cool. If you, if you manage to capture the essence of the movie but maybe ramp up the the energy of the movie a little bit more encounters uh yeah. as they were like running back it just seemed like there wasn't enough action there was they were more roguing it instead yeah. of just plowing their way through it which is what <laughs> i wanted to see the warriors <laughs> it feel when i think about the warriors and i run through the story in my head i'm like yeah hell yeah that's awesome yeah that's a fucking great movie i love that movie but, but then I, when you watch it it's just a little bit kind of you know it's a little bit slower than i remember it even now you know having just watched it a week ago i, mm -hmm. I remember it so fondly but it's just a little bit slow when you're watching it it's that 70s pacing again, and, and that's okay. Like, things change, and movies have evolved since then. Uh, but any movie that features, like, a, an underworld, like, society type stuff, like, my favorite parts is seeing all the different, how diff the different, uh, like, groups of people do it. Like, even in, like, Fast and the Furious, my favorite part was, you know, oh, this is how the Asian guys do it, and this, they have their cars like this. And this movie was all about that, like, the different kinds of gangs in, in the underworld. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the definitive underworld called quote unquote kind of yeah. movie right it shows features a ton of different gangs a lot of weird eclectic shit that they all do yeah oh i definitely love that for sure 
they've all got their own little shticks and stuff like that. Yeah. They all got their own specialized little weapons and shit. Yeah. I, I, I love the scene with the Lizzie's and they're like, you know, hey boys, come on over to our place. Why don't we just have some fun? And they set them up for the for the double cross. That that's an exciting scene. I like the um the end under the boardwalk with the glass bottles. Apparently that was improvised. He was just screwing around in between takes and he was just like clinking the bottles around and started doing that. And the director was like, Hey, do that. Shoot that. And became like one of the most iconic parts of that movie. Warriors. Oh yeah. Another thing I really liked about this movie is it, um, it, it showcases like uh, New York kind of at its lowest. Like New York in the late seventies was like a shithole, almost dystopian place itself. And this movie captures that pretty beautifully, I guess. And oh, yeah. I, I guess it doesn't look like this anymore. I've never been in New York City, but it doesn't. No, yeah, it was definitely a different place a... back then. Um, but I kind of love that New York. That New York is the New York that gave us hip-hop you know yeah the the new york blackout riots and stuff like that and everybody went out and stole their sound systems that they would eventually make all the music we know and love today or you know a lot of it and uh you know power to the people my friend <laughs> bloody rose says still a shit hold <laughs> I'm, I'm sure parts of it yeah <laughs> yeah it might not be my style. I've never been. I don't know. I'm a I'm a small town guy, I guess. I was I just there recently. It depends on where you go. Yeah. Like most places. I guess before we vote here, I guess we'll pop in a chat. I gotta say about the Warriors. Yeah. Uh Alcibi said she could not finish the movie. That's fair. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> slow. It um, it does hit a dead spot in the the middle there where it gets real freaking slow, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, romantic angle not required. Yeah. Yeah, it does kind of like it kind of sets up that like romance with the chick and then just like <laughs> shits on it. Oh. Yeah, not mm-hmm. my my favorite subtle thing from the movie was when they're riding the subway train or you know the pat train whatever it is. And there's like the preppy people come from prom or whatever, and they're like watching them, and that they look over, they look up at you know, uh, the what's his name, and her sitting there, and she goes to like you know fix her hair, and he stops her like no, not for them, not mm. for them. It's a little subtle thing, but I, I like that a lot. Um, I'm just gonna say not everybody can dig. The Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> can you dig it? Well, maybe. <laughs> I can dig it. Can you count, suckers? Um, same director of Streets of Fire. I haven't seen Streets of Fire. I need to see that. I think there was also a book the movie was inspired by. Yeah, The Warriors was definitely inspired by a book. I thought it was inspired by a graphic novel, but no. I it think it's called book. The Warriors. I believe, well. yeah. Same name. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess. Oh, you know, you're right. Pulp Fiction is not based on a book. It's it's yeah. based on the idea of books. You know what I'm saying? But it's, you're right. It's not an actual book. So you, that's you know, another one. 
You know, one theme that has kind of showed up in a couple of these movies so far, and I'm sure we'll touch on that later, but, you, you know, in like, I don't know, the 50s and 60s, there was a recurring theme in, in books and shit about, oh, the youth are fucking crazy now. Like, these kids ain't getting beat enough, right? And I'm <laughs> yeah. sure there was some of that in the Warriors book. Like, I'm pretty sure the Starship Troopers book is all about that. Like, oh, these whiny brats are taking over the world. And there's some of that <laughs> in a, another movie on our list, which we'll get to. And the warrior, I bet the warrior's book has some of that because they're like, look at these youths. The youths are not okay. People were just screaming that in like the mid century. They couldn't get over it, you know? Every generation has it out for the upcoming generation, it seems. It's just these damn kids. That's the way it is. They're not as good as we were. Rubble, rubble, (laughs) rubble. Just got to beat them into into doing the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Not beat enough. So, I reckon it's time for us to vote, huh? Uh, yeah, we should we should think about this. Um, Boondock Saints versus the Warriors. Um, what do you guys think? I'll vote first. So now to break a tie, I, I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, as as fucking like kind of dumb as it is. I think I enjoyed uh, the Boondock Saints a little more than yeah. uh, the Warriors. Maybe unpopular opinion, but that's what I'm going to go with. I didn't even look what chat did, so I was not molested by chat's opinions. <laughs> I believe chat is tied, if I'm not mistaken. Those know. bastards. <laughs> You're not making this easy, chat. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> you have one job, chat. All right, so Justin is voting for Boondock Saints. Um, Eric, what do you think between these two? I have at different times had um, weird attachments to both of these movies, but Warriors was first. Yeah. So I got to go with Warriors. Warriors comes first in your heart. Fair enough. Fair enough. Warriors is definitely more like stylistic, and um, Boondog Saints is probably more fun, arguably. But I guess that's, that's why we're here. We're here to argue about it. Yeah. Ar- argue, this is one of those. This is one of those lists where there is no wrong answer. Honestly, yeah. these are yeah. all amazing. Obviously. Yeah, there's... Um, I'm just gonna have to go with the Boondog Saints just a little bit more. If we were going. Um, the Boondock Saints movie versus the Warriors, the video game. The Warriors, the video game would win. <laughs> Amen to that. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, Boondock Saints because of my white ass. <laughs> my um... Irish potato loving ass. That is one of the funny jokes in the movie. Uh, all you have to do is drag a potato on a string down downtown Boston. <laughs> yeah. As they're like walking in to turn themselves in. That's a fucked yeah. up joke. But yeah. Ah, they're just Irish. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I'm Irish. I can I can make that joke. I'm not Irish. My my people oppress the shit out of y'all, so that's Sorry right. About that. I guess. Get it, Irishman. <laughs> you bunch of potato-eating 
mix. Yeah, that's that's my vote. I'm voting for the. Oh, you said it. That's right. I think that was the only epitaph not in the movie, right? They didn't say no, <laughs> no slurs for Irish in that movie, but everybody else, that movie is Irish like people slur bingo. love to get so uppity about being racist against the Irish, and you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Shut up, Irish people. Shut up. They're the all cops now, so they yeah. become the oppressors. Exactly. You're you're fine. You're doing fine, yeah. Irishman. <laughs> you're doing all right. Yeah. Wait, so that room we have a tie yet, or what are we at? What's uh, our tally? I think I am honestly leaning more toward the Warriors myself. Just coming from the hot. Coming from my heart, um, Boondock Saints is a fun flick, for sure. Arguably more fun than the Warriors, but the Warriors is just dripping with that style that just appeals to me so well. Um, I got to go with the Warriors myself, which does bring it to a tie, even with the chat vote. Let me tally the chat vote so you know what that means. Coin right off the bat. To the right coin. off the bat. We're gonna borrow a coin off of one of these what? dead guys' eyeballs and flip it. I believe I believe we'll see the coin again tonight. Yeah, I believe we will. Oh, it's gonna be oh. coiny. Coiny. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go heads, boondock saints, tails, the warriors. Send it. It's heads. It is heads. That means Boondock Saints is going to take it with 20 points for Boondock Saints, 15 points for the Warriors. See you around right there. The loser's bracket. All right. Heat number two. We are looking at Scarface versus Fight Club. So let's jump right into this trailer. Looking at the trailer for Scarface. Brian De Palma, huh? Oh, yeah. That's my man. Written by Brian Oliver Stone? Yeah. I didn't know that. This movie right here just goes to show how important it is. Stop that. How important it is to not have good content, but to be memeable. To be able to sell t-shirts or plushies or something that is from your content uh this movie came out it was kind of a flop it was kind of a box office flop uh nobody really cared about it even brian de palma kind of threw it away he's like oh oh well better luck next time you know i'll make better movies which he went on to do arguably but um it wasn't until a decade or so later that this movie gained all its popularity with the advent of the, uh, I guess, the 90s hip-hop scene and all that, like, gangster rap. They kind of co-opted the Scarface imagery and stuff like that and started selling, you know, T-shirts with, the, with them on it and stuff like that, 20 Montana, <clears throat> and all this kind of thing. And there was a sudden resurgence in the movie. So a decade or more after it came out, Brandon Palma started making money on his movie. So 
Film Heat t-shirts available at our merch store. (laughs) (laughs) In 20 years, they're going to blow up. I'm telling you, get them now. (laughs) Get the first print. That's right. One of these days, we're going to have a new updated logo, and this old thing's going to be a relic, and you're going to wish, you're going to wish you had this. So get it now. I'm going to go ahead and throw up that poll, 10-minute poll going live now. Scarface versus Fight Club. Get your votes in there, chat. Does does anyone else remember that chainsaw scene being way more graphic than it actually is? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember it being more graphic and watching it this time I was like, oh, "Wait, what? They don't show nothing?" All right. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. it, I remember it being like when I was little, I remember seeing it and it being thinking, "Wow, that's super fucking graphic. Holy shit." Yeah. But now I'm watching it, and I, I don't know if it's just the exposure bias, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kids mm-hmm. these days are so desensitized. <laughs> you call that a chainsaw scene? Come on. Growing up in the age of the internet, we've all seen those fucking snuff videos and shit, so it's uh, all oh, like... Oh, yeah. I want that way better. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a pair of flyers and a blowtorch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Most of movie. my enjoyment from this movie came from uh, enjoying a derivative work, which was a masterpiece called Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which <laughs> borrowed heavily from this movie, right? The mansion, yeah. you straight up get the mansion. That's the first GTA that has a chainsaw in it, right? It has, well, it varies. It, it's just taken straight out of this movie, just lifted straight up. And uh, I enjoyed that more than this movie. But still a pretty good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. This movie is long. And watching it this go around, it felt every second as long as it is. I just I was like, oh my God, this movie needs to pick up the pace sometimes. Man, yeah, yeah it's it feels longer than it is by a long shot. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can definitely understand this movie not being a smash success when it came out. It's kind of a slow burn, but it is a very well-made movie, you know? It's got a lot going for it. And apparently this movie caused a lot of people to... A lot of um, Miami immigrants to be upset about the portrayal of, you know, Cuban immigrants in, in Miami... Which, understandably so, it does not paint that whole scene in a very good light at all. So. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and all, is all it the just Irish me? viewers are like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or did the, the music in that movie like make it feel like it was dragging even slower than it was? Honestly, I don't even remember the music, and that's probably saying something. Um, I remember it had a montage scene with uh, a very that cliche montage song. What was it? Was it? Take it to the limit. Limit. <laughs> limit. Walk along the razor's head. Don't look <laughs> down. Don't lose your head. And then somehow there's a wedding scene in the middle of that. Like that doesn't fit at all. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Wow. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, look at my pet tiger over there. Yeah. So, yeah, this this is one of those movies that could use an abridged cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could I could recut this movie, and don't, you don't need to add anything. Just snip a few things here and there. Take it from like a two and a half hour movie that it is to like an hour and a half or something. And you might have a much tighter watch, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of uh, cinephiles out there that want to crucify me for even suggesting we modify the original art. But hey, hey, Uh, I got uh, hot takes. It's Mm -mm. unlike another movie on this list that is too long. It actually has content in the scenes. Not a lot of the scenes are just like long for no reason. You might get too much information, but at least there's still information happening. That's true. Yeah. I think I know the movie you're talking about. We'll get to it, but they just, (laughs) just drag scenes out. Just gotta. Yeah. That I guess comes from it being made in uh, 83 so it doesn't have that 70s pacing. It's still like, yeah, at least trying to keep you involved. Yeah. The early 80s are kind of the 70s light, but they they, they were making moves. They were making progress. Um, I feel like a lot of movies struggle in the third act. They have what I call like the third act blues where they don't really know you know, they, there's some like motivational problems moving the movie from Act Two to Three and getting to the climax. But I feel like this movie is the strongest in Act Three. That's when shit really is going. And when I think about this movie and I'm thinking about scenes from this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, Scarface. Everything I'm thinking about is in Act Three. Mm-hmm. When he finally goes to Frank mm-hmm. after they try to kill him. Yeah. And and he's like, hey, you got a job. <laughs> yeah. So, good movie, though, you know. But what is this one up against? This one is up against... Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club. Oh, Lord. Well, it's going to be an easy decision for me. Uh, full disclosure, when, when Argo put on... Scarface earlier this week we were watching it together in the discord I was already watching Fight Club so I had I was watching two movies at the same time for a minute there and eventually just turned off Scarface because Fight Club had me like engrossed I was like normally I can dub multitask and I'll be playing games or writing or watching another movie while I'm watching movies but Fight Club had me and uh so let's take a look at the trailer so when i think of this movie i'm just sitting there and i'm thinking about fight club i think about annoying 20 something white fuckboys um it pisses me off <laughs> So, coming up, coming into watching this movie again, I was already talking shit. <laughs> I was running my mouth as I am wont to do. Um, 
I mean, because it's true. You know, a whole lot of super annoying fucking pissing at white boys put a put a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to this movie, as they do with a lot of things. Um, but I watched it, and like I said, I couldn't pay attention to anything else. It's such a good movie. Now, maybe I just like, what's his name? Uh, Fincher, da- David Fincher? The director, he also did Seven, which is one of my top favorite movies. Um, I think he's just a masterclass uh, filmmaking. It's so damn good. It also has the benefit of brilliant writing. Because the guy that wrote the book, Fight Club, Chuck Palahniuk, I can't remember Palahniuk, how to pronounce it. Yeah, however yeah. you pronounce that. Um he wrote the book um, and it was actually like uh, he got beat up on a camping trip for asking some people to turn down their radio. I guess it was at like a public campsite and they beat him up. And then when he went back to his office job, like looking like he got beat the fuck up, all they could ask him was like, Oh, how was your weekend? Because like in that whole office setting, there's no like personal, there was no like personal you know, like they didn't get actually give a fuck about him. It was kind of like that office space mentality. Yeah. And uh, he started writing the book and he actually didn't even know that it was going to be. He didn't know it was going to be um, the same person like Tyler Durden until he was like two thirds of the way writing the book. But then for him to like turn around and be the person that wrote the book and then have wrote the screenplay for the movie as well, he said that it was an improvement on his novel. So, ah, okay then. Interesting. Yeah, this was the first time I sat down and watched this movie all the way through, basically since the first time that I sat sat and watched it all the way through. So, knowing the end. And watching for the hints throughout was kind of even more fun. And um, there were a couple of them that were like, oh, this is, some of these are kind of on the nose. They're like basically outright telling you straight up. Uh, Justin mentioned one when he's in the doctor's office and the narrator's like, um, Tyler told me what to say. Yeah, Tyler tells me what to say. Yeah. And he says, I fell down the stairs. And he repeats it. He repeats it right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, when he's in he's he's in his boss's office, and he's trying to blackmail his boss to get a bunch of free paychecks, and he's, like, beating himself up to make it look like his boss is attacking him. And he says, uh, for some reason, it took me back to mine and Tyler's very first fight. And it's just like, okay, come on now. like, So... But, I mean, it's super easy to, to feel like um, you know when you already know. So the, no. Go ahead. The whole uh, Helena Bonham and Tyler Durden never being in the same room at the same time. Yeah. And her always getting pissy at him when he acted like he wasn't like interested or in shit. Yeah, he said, don't mention me. Don't talk about me. He's like, no, no, no. What I had forgotten about was the movie straight up explains all of it to you at the end. He's like, 
I am you. Da da da. I, I forgot that, and I, I didn't think the movie even needed that. I, it almost, I don't know. It could have been. It would have been fine if they had left out that part at the end with Brad Pitt and the black feather jacket thing. You oh know? yeah. And they straight up, they pretty much boofy it to you. If you haven't got it by then, you get it spit fed to you at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, they got to right. make all these dumb fucking twenty somethings feel smart. <laughs> Yeah, I totally got that movie. Yeah. For me, it's the flashes in the beginning as he's like going on about his, you know, boring life and he's doing things. There's those blips of Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like just one frame. Yeah. yeah. As like they explain later when he shows the freeze frame of the the penis in the kids film. Oh, Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. So everything's all kind of like connected in this movie, and I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's the changeover analogy, and yeah, it. it's really changeover. it's really clever. And that that's something I think the I bet the writer probably learned about that. And was like, okay, so we can make an analogy with this with movie terms and what he was had going in his book. Exactly. And then they went. Then they went ahead and gave you the little blip of cock right there at the end before it went to credit. Did they really? Uh, yeah, right at that. the very end. That's that, hilarious. That same, I never noticed that. That same frame of penis. Oh, to make you think, <laughs> Tyler was your projectionist. <laughs> oh man, yeah, just the exactly. idea of a projectionist. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. projecting ideas onto shit. Like, ah, oh, beautiful. A masterpiece of a film. Um, absolutely. I, I just want to say there's like a lot of real talk about in this movie about like, uh, like when you're working a shit job and you're not living your life right. It's easy to feel like you are your job, and to get extremely depressed. Like all that is just real talking, and and struck home a lot. Like fucking. I fucking felt that way and shit. To be honest, before we started doing this fucking show, I, I was like doing nothing that I wanted to do. I was just working and doing that. And like your head fucked with you when you're in that cycle, just over and over and over of work, sleep, work, sleep. And, see, and crazy shit happens. I could totally see myself building a Tyler Dern for me to allow myself to do something crazy, to live life in some way, you know? Right. It's your subconscious literally breaking free. You know, it's like a survival instinct. Uh, underneath your conscious awareness, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you cannot go on this way, period. Yep. Your brain's looking out for you in ways that you wouldn't expect. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I I would like to apologize because I was an edgy 13-year-old that saw this movie in the theater, and I have no idea how many people I made hate this movie before they ever saw it. This movie always no. makes me think of the meme with like the the frat guy at the club and he's like leaning over the girl and she's got this like look on her face like and they always put like oh have you seen Fight Club? It's a really good movie. You got to be real smart to understand it though. Have you seen it? Hey, hey, it's based the first on a book. Rule of Fight Club. So we don't talk about Fight Club, okay? <laughs> and 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 get this, the second rule of Fight Club. <laughs> No, like, I don't think you can truly get this movie until, like, your fucking 30s, to be honest. Like, I don't blame any of those stupid people because they just weren't the target audience for the movie. They could not have gotten it, right? Much like I couldn't have gotten it because I was fucking eight or whatever when I watched it, right? I yeah. couldn't have gotten it. A 13-year-old could not have gotten it. A fucking 20-year-old could not have gotten it, pretty much. Like, right. So I don't blame them. 
all I knew was I got in a lot of fights and I was like, yeah, that's awesome. That's like what I do right there. <laughs> yeah. When I get older, me and my friends, that's going to be us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right about, you're right about that. Uh, Justin, it's like sometimes movie, like you, you just haven't experienced what it takes to truly understand something yet. And uh, that reminds me of a movie that's not on this list, but I'm just going to bring it up really quick. But um, Eyes Wide Shut. The first time I watched Eyes Wide Shut, I was like, okay, that was a fine movie, I guess. I don't really get it. It is what it is. But then I watched it later as like in my early 30s, having been married for some time. And I'm like, oh, this movie is amazing. Because it's talking about a very, very specific mindset, a very specific experience, and I just hadn't been there yet, and it's super good. Eyes Wide Shut is coming on a list real soon. <clears throat> but Are we going to do a Kubrick list? We might have to. We got we got a Kubrick on this list. Um, This movie yeah. makes me want to do a Brad Pitt list. Oh man! Oh yeah, definitely. So, uh, the last note on Fight Club. Uh, even though I enjoyed the scene where he gets his face pummeled and just beat in, this movie could have used less Jared Leto. I just don't like Jared Leto at all. I don't like his face. <laughs> I don't like nothing about him. I don't like his pretension. <laughs> Fuck Jared Leto. Could have been anybody getting their face beat in. <laughs> That's my only imp- note of improvement. Less Jared Leto. Well, yeah. at least you get to see him get his face beat in. And I'm... he has like two lines. Yeah. And then like after that point his face is all rearranged for the rest of the movie, just like grotesque. You know what? Another thing that bothered me in this movie, right? They they're obsessed with like a lot of technical babble, right? Like uh, like a lot of movies of the time where they have like the fly through scenes, like Another one was also featured in Fast and Furious. Like, let's fly through this engine, right? And they they have, do a couple, right? Where they show his pilot light and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's some bullshit techno babble in this movie, right? Because they claim that like somebody like froze his lock with Freon, right? And then bashed it away. Like Freon is not liquid nitrogen, and it would not <laughs> freeze anything by itself. Yeah. So there's just some uh, some shitty techno babble in the movie that didn't add up, if you know anything. That might be chalked up to not wanting to give uh, too many hints on like breaking and entering or dynamites, etc. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, well, in the movie he did this and people go, hmm. Yeah, you can't get on camera and just read out the anarchist cookbook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why he said you got to use orange juice concentrate and homemade napalm. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and this movie gets in a little bit of the weeds on like the making of dynamite and stuff like that. So I, I can understand if they wanted to intentionally fudge some of the, <laughs> some of the babble. Legally speaking, they may have to. Yeah. Nah, there's there's totally freedom of speech, but. Uh... I don't know. This is, you could tell at the time before the internet when anybody would have cared about any of that, right? And like it was irrelevant very soon yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's just the, that's the only. If I had to say something negative about it, that's what it would be. I thought it was a fantastic movie. 
loved it through and through way more than I thought it would because you know as a kid I didn't get it I was like okay that was something weird but get yeah, it now as a kid, it's amazing it was fun and I liked it for what it was but just like Eric said I was just like oh yeah I want to be in a fight club punch 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 <laughs> I want to stick to the man you know and now I'm still like yeah stick to the man but also amazing movie yep. that's one one thing I didn't grow out of is like right uh chat right again chat on your on your votes there <laughs> six to one fight club takes it over scarface for the chat vote on this one yeah i noticed it was a pretty over overwhelming decision there from chat this time yeah they seen it they seen they it know. i seen it you know what i'm gonna go ahead and vote right now i'm pretty confident i'm going with fight club me Anybody too. I think to... probably all are. I'm going yeah, Fight Club. Fight Club. Eric. Fight oh, Club? Fight Club all day. Argo. Fight Club. That's a wash. Not a wash. That's a. What's whatever the word is, I'm looking for. You better wash with soap. Fight Club was <laughs> the movie that I put on this list, and I was like, I didn't think about how much potentially better it actually is than all these other movies. Yeah. Sometime yeah. it'd be like that, though. I don't blame you because I wouldn't have thought it was that much better because I didn't know it was that much better. One hundred percent dark horse. Yeah, definitely. It's been... is is Fight Club a cult classic? It almost Kinda? seems like a pretty much. It's kind of under the radar, like. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't mean like movies that your mom didn't like and shit. Like, <laughs> I don't... my mom's actually the one that took me to see that movie in the theaters when I was an edgy, pissed off thirteen year old. She should have known better. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. I don't see people extolling its merits all the time. I, I yeah. put it as a cult classic. Yeah, well, it's, it's on me, the cult classic list, so it's cult classic. It's definitely two hours in cigarettes, though, so it fits. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Fight Club is going to knock Scarface out 25 to nothing. Wrapping up our round one, and with that, let's go ahead and take a quick little break, and we'll be right back. Stick with us, chat. Welcome back, chat. Hope you all had a good break. We got our refilled beverages. Ready to talk shit about these movies. <laughs> Let's see. What's a, what's chat over here talking about? Uh, Hellion Unreal realizing three point is Justin. That's good. That's good. Recognize. Expose. <laughs> Doxed. Doxed. <laughs> Busted. Very, very Okinawa says, yes, please, to Kubrick and Brad Pitt list. So I might have to do that. <laughs> I love how much people hate Jared Leto. I think it's funny. He's so beautiful. <laughs> There's a lot to hate there. More than, it's not about his looks, neither. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't hate him. I just don't he's, think about him. He's got like a cult going <laughs> and shit, bro. Yeah, maybe I you're right. Him, I just don't think about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, let the hate flow. Okay. <laughs> the hate flow. Let it take you. <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some roles that his persona really fits, and there's a lot of them that it just doesn't. 
To be honest, he fit in Fight Club. I just don't like his ass getting pummeled. It's beautiful. I called it on the, the Facebook when Morbius came out. I said, this is a stinker. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, man, it became a meme. Everything is popular through meme ability. So no matter what you do, meme it. Last thing Chad was talking about is everybody and their mom loves Brad Pitt. So that's true. Um, I mean, they were talking about my mom specifically that at that point. But yeah, your mom, your mom likes Brad Pitt. Yeah, everybody yeah, and their mom. To, your mom fits in there. As to why she would make the bad decision to take an edgy thirteen-year-old to see Fight Club. Yeah. It's going on the bad decision speed run. (laughs) You you have no idea. Hey, I'm going for the bad decision high score. All right. (laughs) You got a long way to go, bro. You got a long way to go. Doing bad at at, at that, too. Damn. All right. So moving into round number two of our movie bracket, cult classic movie bracket, uh, heat number three. We are talking... Pulp Fiction versus Boondock Saints. So let's take a look at the Pulp Fiction trailer. Well, no one can love Quentin Tarantino more than Quentin Tarantino loves himself. Yeah, he hit the nail on the head there. (laughs) To make a Tarantino movie, you need three things. You need a great cast... You need a great soundtrack, and you need excessive racial epitaphs. Oh, yeah. And yeah, number Tarantino's. four, feet. And feet. That's right. Oh, yeah, feet. Now, from, like, I don't know why I always forget the feet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Quentin Tarantino just loves seeing the N-word. He's just like, I got to make this movie so that I can say the N-word. Like, like <sighs> ah, it's been too long since I've got to say the N-word. I got to make a movie. Come on, guys. We're going to make a movie. I got to get this out. Real quick, it's I'm going to throw a poll now. Right quick. 10-minute poll. Chat, get your votes in there. Go ahead, sorry. I was just railing on Quentin Tarantino for... He he's, mm-hmm. he just made... He, he thinks it's some, like, artistic expression or something. I really don't know what he's getting at. I think he just wanted to say it. He just... Yeah, of course. Just, yeah. The one word that comes into my mind between like the length of this movie and especially Quentin's part that he wrote for himself, right, is masturbatory. This movie is just Quentin just stroking it just in front of everybody's faces like, yeah, look at the screenplay. Check it out. Uh, look what I wrote. Mm, right? Yeah. And he's just jacking off in front of everybody. And it's like, all right, this is for you, guy. This is for It works. It works. But this is for you. Like, yeah. It is a great movie, in my opinion. That scene specifically, yes. I think, um, yeah. I think the, um, uh, what am I trying to think? What's the word? Little, um, not an anthology. Uh, it does feel like an anthology. Like the way kinda. it's all vignettes. Is vignettes, like vignettes, thank you. The, the vignette you know? with... Tarantino himself in it is probably my least favorite one. 
It's just kind of like, okay, come on. This is, they had to just squeeze one more in there so he can get on screen and say the N-word a couple times. Yeah. Um, that's the entire point of that vignette. The rest of them are really good. And I like how they're not um, chronologically sequential, you know, and they're kind of mixed and matched in the timeline. So you kind of got to watch it all the way through and figure out like, oh, okay, this is he, he's wearing the T-shirt in this part. So this happened after that part over there. So it's fun. It's fun to piece together. Yeah. Like the whole Tra- Travolta, Bruce Willis interactions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I like that particular vignette because, you, one, you get the wolf, and two, I can never not laugh when they're riding along and then you just see the explosion of blood on the back window of the car. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's like, what I want to know is, is he shooting shotgun shells out of that thing or something? Because <laughs> the entire, like, his head is... a essentially blown off the entire time the wolf is talking he's just like oh got a headless body you know and there's like chunks of brain fragments and skull fragments all over the car it's like what the hell are you shooting out of that pistol dude like and and then when they show the dead body in the trunk the head is clearly still well attached yeah. and clean yeah like, is there even so. a hole in the back window of that car? If they so, they don't mention it when they're when they're going over every issue with the car. No, right? there's certainly not a hole. I noticed that this watch through. Yeah. Nope. And and I'm sorry, a 45 ACP is not going to a make your head explode or b stop on the way through at that close range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, the movie's unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> It's comedy and comedy alone. Yeah. Yeah. So. It is a good joke. Yeah. I, I, what I liked about this movie is the way Tarantino like juxtaposes the ordinary with the uh, crim- criminally extraordinary shit in the movie, right? We go right. straight from a date to an overdose. We go from fucking, you know, riding in a car to uh, clean up this fucking car <laughs> to, you know. Yeah, to, 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 make, to make a pop tart to murder, you know. Yeah, and this super ultra casual conversation they're having about McDonald's in France, and like walking up to the door, and it's like, hang back a minute, we still got time, and they just continue their conversation, and immediately walking in the door and starting like a, a big dramatic shakedown, like where they're about to execute all these guys. Yeah. I love how right before they go through the door, they're like, "All right, let's get in character." Like that's yeah. what Jackson said. Right? It's like, "All right, let's get in character." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, you're right about that. It's it. There is that juxtaposition between like the ultra mundane smash into the ultra criminally violent. Even in the very, very, very beginning, they've got the couple. They're having a conversation, and they're obviously talking about robbing stores or whatever. But it sounds like they're going to be getting out of it. You know, they're almost sounding like they're going to be coming around. And then immediately, everybody on the fucking ground. Yeah, that's the other thing. It like uh, it, it, it kind of humanizes how everybody is good guys and bad guys, right? Like it makes you like Vincent. Vincent's kind of a big teddy bear. He's silly, right? 
and then he's a bad guy to Butch and gets smoked, right? Yeah. And uh, that, I love how sensitive how he is about people talking down to him. You know, he's like, so, he's yeah. like such a crybaby about it. <laughs> it's like a throughout. would be nice. Yeah. It's, he's a very well-written character in that because like all of his nuance just really comes through throughout the movie. And I really just, identify with his nervous bowels. Hey, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Me too. And it's the death of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Take your piece yeah. in the shitter with you. That's Always what I learned. Yeah, that's a, that's my, uh, I'm just yelling nope. at the screen watching that. Like, you're going to leave your piece? Like, you're at somebody else's house waiting for them to come home so you can, like, smoke them. Like, you don't think that they might come in at some point like nothing else you're most vulnerable on the fucking shitter like absolutely you are vulnerable i want to be i'm I'm hugging my gun on the shitter at home i got no reason to be i'm just in case (laughs) (laughs) i'm like the dog outside taking a shit like you got me bro i'm I'm damn sure not leaving my damn uzi sitting on the damn kitchen (laughs) counter while i go fucking 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 drop a grumpy over there (laughs) (laughs) grumpy also Like, how did he not hear him at all? Not you, even a little. He's a paid assassin working for one of the highest crime lords of L.A. And you didn't hear this motherfucker come in the door? Because, like, at first, he slides the key in and he's like, takes a big deep breath. And then he just pl- plunges into the, the apartment. <laughs> like, you, you think he's going to go silently, but then he's like, whoa, bloom. And then like, okay. And then he like goes and gets the Pop Tarts, and you're like, that door is not that thick to the bathroom. Like it's right there. How did he not hear him at yeah. all? Yeah. Also, why are you gonna stop for Pop Tarts? That's the worst breakfast food. Oh, that's like the it. garbage. It's he's a, it's because he's he's high on heroin. He's he's probably shot up. Is Butch high on it? No, Butch, uh, Butch fucking, is the one that does it. Vega. No, Butch is the one that starts the Pop Tarts, ain't he? Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that's that's why he didn't hear him. That's why he left his piece on the oh, counter. Oh, okay. Because he okay. was high. Oh, he's on the yeah. uh, Don't do drugs, kids. Click. <laughs> I promise, don't do heroin. I promise. If, if you do heroin, you're gonna get shot up on the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. Do heroin one time, and you get gunned down on the pooper. And more than one way, you'll get shot up on the shitter. Oh. That's what not even once. Wait, don't it fuck up your bowels too? It makes you like not shit good, right? Yeah, I think so, it. Yeah, that's yeah, probably why. Yeah. It gives you. Uh, okay, yeah, that adds up. Maybe it's constipate the shit out of you. That's why he's in the shit for so long. It's okay. all. Yep. And for all that to be in the movie is pretty brilliant. There's so many little details, things I didn't even get. You know, the more I watch, um, like the one little throwaway line, he said he's at his dealer's house and his dealer is giving him the spiel about the the uh, heroin, and then he's like. I'm out of balloons. Is the baggie okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just move on. And that's the reason why Mia takes it out and blows it up her nose thinking it's Coke because Coke goes in baggies, heroin goes in balloons. I didn't know that. I'm a white bread ass white boy from the suburbs, you know, like that little bit of trivia was lost on me. Oh. So. Makes sense, man. Good movie. Well written. Um, I've, I often accredit this movie for uh, inventing the Edge Lord. 
in, <laughs> in at least um, our generation's iteration of the Edgelord. Just kind of... Yeah, that that's true. Another thing I liked about this movie is the irreverence of the scene. Like the whole movie is building up Marcellus Wallace, right? The entire movie, hearing about the bad stuff he did, whether true or not, right? Everybody's walking on eggshells around him, da da da, right? And then at the end, we see him fucking get butt fucked, just straight up. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no, that's something you would expect. Raped. There's a difference, and and it's irreverent. So like, it's. I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah, he's built up to be the most badass masculine character ever, and then he's like literally shown in a scene getting emasculated in you know the worst way, and it's that's that it's just like you said earlier, it's another part of that juxtaposition, you know, like all the different things. <laughs> Baggies versus balloons. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tune in, folks. For How more. about just don't do drugs that are in powder form? There's no good don't, ones. Yeah, don't just steal drugs. You know, that's if she would have been like, "Hey, can I have some of this cocaine?" He'd have been like, "That's not cocaine." And she'd be like, "Oh, okay." And then that would have been the end of that scene. That would have been it. <laughs> I guess while we're getting real educational here, is there any difference between somebody that's like on the nod and somebody that's ODing? Like, I guess he saw the amount she did. I guess, but like. Um, she was the laying there with her eyes glazed over, blood running out of her nose, and fucking froth running out of her mouth. It was pretty clear what side of the the, the thing yeah. she was on. Yeah, and he had got that super extra special heroin, you know. And like another thing, I guess heroin goes a lot farther than cocaine because he's charging oh, yeah. three hundred dollars for a gram of it, you know. So, Five hundred. For oh, for that man. stuff. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's In, another one of those tiny details that shows like, you know, she, she probably did a fat ass rail because they already established her blowing rails up her nose earlier in the um, bathroom scene. Yeah. I say, God like, damn. damn. <laughs> a, a third of the gram she probably blew up her nose. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, also the OG Marty McFly only sells the good shit. He's not fucking with no bunk, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Pepsi challenge with that, what is it? That Amsterdam uh, shit. That Amsterdam shit any day of the week. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. that's, that's one of the greatest scenes in the movie right there. When he goes, when he calls him on the phone and then he walks up to the door and he opens the blinds and Vincent comes across in the car and smashes into the house. That is one of like the classic moments of cinema in my like brain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fun to talk about in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. We could go on forever on Pulp Fiction. And what is this up against? Uh, Boondock Saints. Um, so. Ah. Unfortunate. And uh, chat has spoken four to one Pulp Fiction. Yeah, there's, Pulp there's Fiction an is Irish one of the movies. out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, I'll show you, motherfucker. You want to talk about the Irish? I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting Irish, boy, I tell you. <laughs> How dare you talk about the Irish? <laughs> and got a leprechaun in our chat. How uh, did you Irish? Get back here. Somebody's unfollowing. 
because them <laughs> Irish people are serious <laughs> about twist being taken stuff. seriously. <laughs> Get into a fist fight. <laughs> okay, so Pulp Fiction so, versus Boondock Saints. What, what Pulp we Fiction was what Boondock Saints was kind of trying to be, you know? Like, it's so obvious that um, Duffy, is that his name? Troy Duffy, yeah. T- Tony, whatever. I don't know. He's just, he was just trying to be an edgelord director. Yeah, he was just like, I'm going to make my own Boondock Saints right here in oh. Boston. His own Pulp Fiction, yeah. Oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there are certain <laughs> themes the like everydayness versus the extraordinary. He's trying to do it. You're right. Yeah. It's going to be badass, just like Pulp Fiction. Everybody's going to love my movie. I'm going to make my own Pulp Fiction with hookers yeah. and gambling. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Boondock Saints is pretty brilliant up and to the point where Connolly walks in on them when he's about to kill them. Mm-hmm. And he sees them praying and he finds out, they. I guess, that they're, they never actually say it, but I guess they're his sons because it was an old family prayer. His father, uh, his father, fathers, and you know, yep. So that's when the movie really kind of just dies for me. I mean, it's pretty much over at that point. He wraps it up pretty quick after that, which thankfully, right? Yeah. I mean, but it's just the whole like, oh, I'm on their side now, and then he almost kind of just pretty much takes over, I guess, because he's the dad. Yeah. No, it's just like it's like our our main characters just totally lose their balls at that point, and I don't like it. I thought it was fine because every other movie, it's it's explained like to you who they are with the Chiron straight up. Is like, this is this fucking guy, right? And with with him, the El Duce or whatever, he's the only character that we don't. It gives us like his prison number, right? And they don't spoon feed it. Prisoner, yeah. father of the two boys, right? So that's the only time he doesn't spoon feed it to you, and yet that's the one thing to figure out in the whole movie, which is pretty apparent, but. Yeah, having the little subtitles, like, literally introducing people feels very juvenile, you know, just yeah. like... Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's why I'm going to vote for Pulp Fiction here. Like, I enjoyed the Boondock Saints more than I thought I would. You know what it was? I, it was Boondock Saints 2 that I saw that. I was like, what is this garbage? Like, why do I even <laughs> like this? Boondock Saints 2 made the first one look bad from what I remember from it. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, the Pulp first Fiction's one's way funny. better than the second one. The second one amounts to, hey, you remember the jokes that we did in the first one? Let's do yeah. that, but, like, more. Yeah. And let's remember Rocco. Remember Rocco? Remember He's not in this one, but ropes? we're going to remember him really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely going for Pulp Fiction. Boondock Saints isn't holding a friggin' candle. Yeah, it's an un- unfortunate advantage here. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. There, there's no comparison between these two. It's just is that gonna be another blowout for us? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Vincent Vega blowout. <laughs> I would have loved for Quentin to have made that movie with the Vega brothers. With the uh, Vega brothers. Um, what's his name? Michael something, I think, from Reservoir Dogs. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
because his yeah, last no. name is Vega as well. Oh. Yeah, no, there's a, uh, a, a, a little short throwaway scene in Reservoir Dogs where they're talking about uh, Mr. White having gotten shot. And they're trying to. They're talking about calling in the uh, the nurse that they know to come fix it up. And the dude talking, uh, what's it? The one that's always in the the tracksuit. And he's on the yeah. phone, and he's like, "We got to get Bonnie over here." So that's what that's what uh, Tarantino's wife Bonnie was doing, yeah. and why she was late getting there. What gave oh, them enough time? Yeah. The reason the wolf had enough time to get them the hell out of there with the body is because Bonnie was over there trying to take care of Mr. White's dying or trying to get to Mr. White to take care of that shit before he died. That's right. I forgot about that little like in-universe crossover bit. That's fun. That's fun. That That's one of the things that I really do like about Tarantino movies is they all take place right there in the same little little universe. I'm kind of a sucker for a universe, as long as it's not Marvel. I like a I like a movie universe. Yeah. 1994 L.A. Well, yep. knowing that that last little vignette makes more sense why it wasn't cut. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. That scene always makes me want a cup of coffee. <laughs> Some of that gourmet shit. How good my coffee is! I fucking buy it. It's like, all right, guy. All right, Tony. <laughs> Chill out. Right. Yeah. He's so <laughs> proud of himself. Yeah. All right. Dem- so that's demented, be... narcissistic, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Charming. Well, maybe not. Maybe less charming. But that's going to be a 25 to nothing. Pulp Fiction is going to blow Boondock Saints away, which brings us to our next heat and last new movie of the evening. We're looking at Clockwork Orange versus Fight Club. Oh, no Clockwork contest. Orange. contest. Let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer. Is this a two-hour trailer even? Close. Two minutes. <laughs> the Clockwork Orange. It's going to feel like two hours. Here we go. Strap in. What a fantastic trailer. Right? Yeah, shit. That trailer makes that movie look way more fun than it actually is. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) This is yet another movie that you don't show an edgy, pissed-off fucking (laughs) (laughs) 13-year-old. My my parents may have made bad decisions concerning media. So... Meaning they Everybody's just let you uh, watch whatever you want to? Oh, no, they didn't just let me. They actively... They're like, like hey, get a load of this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it was, they took me to see Fight Club. They were like, hey, watch this to, with Clockwork Orange. Because, like, I had on VHS. And, yeah. Like, look at these titties. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) did your old man give you a carton of cigarettes and say smoke up smoke Smoke up up, Johnny (laughs) (laughs) okay my dad actually did give me a a carton of cigarettes for my birthday one year I was like 20 something but still well yeah yeah. Yeah, that's actually you know 20 something 20 something that's like thanks 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. This fucking movie is supposed to take place in like a futuristic England, pretty much. But this movie is so dated that I feel like that part is lost because they don't ever particularly say that, right? This movie is from 1971, but it they looked as far as 1978 into the future, right? <laughs> Seemingly. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it just straight up takes place in the 70s, right? But I, I bet he was trying to say without saying it, like, this is a future where kids aren't spanked anymore. This is the movie I was talking about earlier, right? And they're like, oh, they're pretty much little savages running around raping everybody, right? <laughs> and uh, it just that just doesn't come across that much. At one point, they say the car that he's driving is a 99 Durango. They don't specify if that is a model number or a like, year make. But... Oh, interesting. Good catch. That's hilarious. Yeah, 19, a 99 Durango. 1971 is basically still the 60s. You know, like this movie feels like a 60s movie almost. Um, mm-hmm. Every scene I, is just drug the fuck out for no apparent reason whatsoever. Yeah. Like yeah. every scene could be 30, 45 seconds shorter and portray the, and convey the same message and vibe. Right. Yeah. I f- yeah. You could just cut 15 to 90 seconds out of each and every scene and make this movie just so much tighter. Some you know? of it is oh, yeah. cool. Some of it I, I'm fine with, like him walking through the record store. That's a good vibe. Um, uh, several things, like when they're walking down the the next to the water, and that, all that's in slow motion. Yeah. That's all fine because something's mm-hmm. happening. Wait, had you never seen this before? Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, this I've has been a it. long time. It's been a long time. Okay. But in the yeah. 70s, I mean, the prison, you know what it was? I think they're like, well, we paid for all this film, and by God, we're going to fucking use this fucking film, and we're not cutting yeah. none of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I was always amazed how many people my own age didn't know that the, the song Never Gonna Stop and Rob Zombie song was basically a clockwork orange, but as a Rob Zombie song. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I mean, he's he straight up does get stopped. He gets arrested and then like uh, what gets betrayed uh, by his homies and then arrested. Yeah, gets betrayed, arrested, and quote unquote rehabilitated. Yeah, which mm, what the part that gets me is that uh ah shit, I had his name on my tongue until I went to say it. What's his name? Malcolm Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. Mm -hmm. Yeah actually had those things on his eyelids for the filming like oh, that yeah. could not have been comfortable dude and that's just it makes my eyes water every time i see that well thankfully he's the main character of this because he's a brilliant brilliant actor always has been and i don't think if he had not been the main character this movie would have done so well oh yeah so, no, imagine one of those other faceless droogs from his gang being yeah. the main wow. guy like this movie we would not be talking about the movie right now that's for sure nobody would be yeah um is yeah this i pretty much would put him on the map i believe so 
Probably Kubrick, so yeah. But uh, this movie—I saw this movie as a straight-up one-issue film, right? It had nothing else to say except for about like crime and punishment, and seemingly more particularly like aversion therapy. I guess maybe that was a big thing going on in England, possibly. But uh, you know, here in America, we don't we don't you know we don't fix nobody. But there's too much uh, money uh, in. What are you talking about? I can say from experience that the Florida juvenile justice system leans heavily on traumatization as a rehabilitative tool. Yeah, that's across this country. People believe in pray the gay away, so they can all go fuck themselves. No, no, Argo. This this movie. There's what did I just say? Whatever kind of therapy I just said, I forgot now. But (laughs) it's like a real thing that they do at this one place in Massachusetts, right? Where they take you know mentally handicapped people and put these shock suits on them, right? And when they're being bad, they get shocked. Oh, right. It's like traumatize them into. It's called like Judge Rottenberg's fucking shitty asylum or whatever the fuck it's called. It's a real place. (laughs) Judge Rottenberg's shitty asylum. I'm making a movie. Well, they both they <laughs> shut it down because that's not right. No, no. Apparently, it, apparently there was like a stay on this therapy, but it, they brought it back because of the pandemic or something. I was no, I was all over Wikipedia. Right. I was all over Wikipedia <laughs> looking at this movie and and oh aversion therapy is a real thing, right? Where they're like, let's shock these people into being right, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And this movie is pretty much against that. It's the whole point of this movie is saying. Aversion therapy doesn't fucking help. And like, you can't take away somebody's free will. They're not going to live right, right? You need to teach them. You got to teach them to live right the right way, pretty much. Otherwise, it doesn't work, right? And that's the one issue that this movie is about. And, and, uh, remind me of the very end of this movie again. The doesn't very he, yeah. The very end of the movie. It is implied heavily that the aversion therapy has been kind of knocked out of him yeah but okay in the book that is kind of confirmed and he grows up because you got to remember that he's a teenager in this movie like yeah that character is a fucking 18 or or something yeah i think in the book he's he's a 15 year old but yeah in the in the movie it's supposed to be like a like a 17 or 18 year old Mm -hmm. um but in the in the book after the whole aversion therapy, the the fucking traumatization is kind of whacked out of him when he jumps out of the window. Um, like he grows up to be just a regular, successful, fucking you know, positive, productive member of society. Yeah, <laughs> another schmo. Yeah. Yeah, at the end, he pretty much, there's also, like, at the end, right, he pretty much becomes a pawn of the current government when they're like, oh, sorry for doing that to you, lad, right? We're going to give you a job if you fucking do all our PR shit and make us not look so bad for doing this to you, right? That's what happens <laughs> at the end. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, like, I, I kind of like that ending because it just shows you how we're all just kind of peons to the fucking system, right, To for their ends exclusively pretty much. Um, full disclosure I turned this movie off (laughs) like I straight up gave up I tapped out like I was just like okay (laughs) like honestly 
you were right to because like all the prison scenes where he pretty much doesn't learn nothing and then they and then they indoctrinate him with their thing like you don't need all those prison scenes if he just learns everything from the indoctrination like yeah the pacing is fucked up in the movie for sure like Argo was saying yeah I mean the his his character is already on probation when the movie starts like Oh yeah, probation officer at his the the guy that whacks him in the nuts with the cane and said, "We're only trying to save you from yourself, Alex." That that's his PO. Yeah, he's he's a bad egg. The guy with the voice. Yeah, yeah, that talks like this, guys. Yep, that guy. That's the (laughs) one. He's he's drinking somebody's uh, denture juice. Is that is that for laughs? I don't understand that scene at all. He's just like chucking this. I have no fucking idea, man. And then after he finishes, he realizes and he's kind of grossed out and puts it down. Like that's the funniest part of the whole damn movie. This <laughs> hilarious. I don't know what the fuck it was, but one thing I wanted to highlight is uh, big ups to uh, Darth Vader's body in this movie, right? David Prowse oh, plays Julian, nice. the fucking yeah. big guy that carries the the. Uh, other guy around in the wheelchair david prowse darth vader oh that's himself. right the muscle guy with the glasses that yeah. is mm-hmm. assistant mm-hmm. to the wheelchair guy yeah, yeah. So damn, Holy I, shit. Know that. I knew i recognized them. i knew it yeah yeah that scene where he picks up malcolm mcdowell and drags him and picks him up carries him in the house um and then he's talking malcolm mcdowell is talking to the guy in the wheelchair and that whole scene is so drawn out where they're like tied in on the faces that I forget that David Prowse is just standing there holding Malcolm McDowell for like yes. five minutes straight. Just like, not, no, not there, just like, what you want me to do with this guy? Like you want me to put him down? Like nothing. He's David Prowse. So he's just going to stand there and hold him. Is the wheelchair guy, the same writer that they break into the house of at the beginning of the movie? Yes. Yes, okay. that's why he's so pissed off at him and wants to uh, fucking do bad shit to him is because yeah. he wants revenge. Well, Fair after enough. he realizes that it's him, at first he wants to help him because he yeah. doesn't know who he is. Yeah, he, but now he once he pisses him from the papers. And well, that's he right. says some phrase that that triggers the memory of. No, he's singing the he, He's singing the same song in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah singing in the rain. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And he like starts at the camera and the like, crazy <laughs> eyes. And... Yeah. So I yep. mean, yeah, this movie is a classic, but um, it's given us a lot of good references. Yeah, it's been yeah. referenced a lot, especially the eye scene, right? And which yeah. is a great scene to to use in other contexts. But, uh, yeah, it's too long. It could have been better, pretty much, this movie. Yeah. But oh. Clockwork, Clockwork Orange versus Fight Club versus yeah. the Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, there's really no question for me, like, straight up. Like, there's one movie I was watching, mm-hmm. I turned everything else off. And another movie I watched, I turned it off. So... <laughs> These two movies to me hit on the same spot because I watched both of them in the same year and both of them 
did not influence me in the the way that I should have been influenced as the 13-year-old that I was. Maybe, you know, the last time I watched this movie, I watched it all the way through. And I, I remember enjoying it. Maybe, maybe I wasn't high enough trying to watch Clockwork Orange, you know? Like, maybe you got to be, like, stoned out of your mind to where you're just, like, laying around and you're just laid up, like, man, that's whack. <laughs> you know, like, you just got to No, yeah, be... if, you're, if you're paying attention to it, it's not for you. Like, it's maybe... <laughs> <laughs> you got to hit the milk bar, get you some of that Corova. <laughs> yeah, some of that milk plus. Yeah. Get you warmed up for a bit of the old ultraviolence. But and I do love the the slang in this. What shit. is like, milk plus? What is in the milk plus? I, they um, don't. It's drugs. They they yeah. They mix drugs in with the milk, and they drink the milk and get the drugs. But they don't specify what drug it is. I remember being a young edge lord and trying to read the book after watching the movie and being like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, dude, I totally get you. I totally get that because the fucking it's the, really hard to understand that kind of slang in text without the verbal context. Yeah, that old dialect is just warbled my narbons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't Damn, get your narbons Yeah, it wasn't for us. So, uh, chat voted for Fight Club, right? Rightfully so. Okay, I too am going to vote for Fight Club. Justin, you voting for Fight Club? Yeah, it was looking like we're going for another blowout. I'm gonna, I think. Are you guys also voting for Fight Club? Yes, you are going on. Let's put it on. Yeah, so I'm putting on. All right, we got blowouts. Brad Pitt in the yellow glove. <laughs> okay. Brad Pitt makes me want to go work out like right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> makes me want to get some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys want to split a pack of cigarettes, man? <laughs> but I actually seem to remember in the book that the there's different drugs in the milk. Like there's different milk the different drug laced milk concoctions yeah. you can that they have, right? And I, mean, I don't. Sorry, go ahead. I don't I, specifically remember what they were, but they're like combinations of drugs in the milk that you can get different con- cocktails of. I guarantee you, it's not laced with cannabis because the, the, otherwise they would have just been chilling. <laughs> Hey like, man, you want to go do it? Nah, hand me yeah. that milk, bro. <laughs> it's like, hey man, want to go yeah. rape that chick? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah bro, that's not cool. <laughs> it's like, what? Because it's like meth milk or some shit. Yeah, uppers, mm. meth milk. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna bring us to our semifinals. Which is going to be Pulp Fiction versus Fight Club. Oof, oof. Finals. I feel like we're going to be right back here before it's over. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like yeah. P- 
Pulp Fiction versus Fight Club, Lordy. Um, mm. Let me put up this poll. Yeah, let's let's, let's get the poll going. Let me think about this for a second. I feel like one is kind of like based in like real problems and shit, like Fight Club, and like Pulp Fiction is like fun and like make a fun of the awfulness in it. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Such a hard decision. He's both great movies. So hard, definitely. All right, five minute poll going up. Get your votes in there, chat. Yeah, Fight Club might be touching a bit on like the too real. Is just like, like man, I don't want to. I don't want to think. I don't want to think about real life. Real life sucks. Yeah, but that's wanna... kind of. The thing that the Fight Club is talking about, like uh, consumerism and escapism, right? They're like, that's your only hope, is what Fight Club is saying, right? Yeah. And I kind of thought that Fight Club went too far in this anarchism, right? But when you think about it, like the world's never going to change, right? So you might as well tear it down. Like if you're a cog in the machine, right. the machine's not going to change to have you fucking matter, right? So when you think about it, really, there is no other hope but to tear it down. Like, and uh, that's why I, I, I kind of agreed more with the message as it went on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with the message, for better or worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it doesn't make me feel good to think about how much the world sucks and how much it's never going to be fixed and how much it might as well just be torn down, you know? So, which brings me to my point of, like, wh what am I putting on, like, the the what you're gonna put on test would probably go to Pulp Fiction just because it's just fun, you know. As far as something that was said in Fight Club, I got to agree that there is something very, or at least used to be something very cathartic about getting punched in the face. Like it just kind of definitely. It like just kind of releases something, you know what I mean. Yep. I yeah, I think you're right. Like actually living. There's a line in Fight Club that says we had a near life experience there. You know? Kind of <laughs> oh, nice. The whole nice. point of that movie. Yeah. Another thing I loved in Fight Club, it was just a line, kind of a throwaway line of saying, What what celebrity would you fight? He's talking to Tyler. And he says, I'd fight William Shatner. I was like, Yes, William Shatner is the biggest dick bag in Hollywood. Beat his fucking old ass. <laughs> Fuck William Shatner. Captain Kirk could fucking take He's one. The worst. Yeah. Make, make him spoken word fucking Elton John songs while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Become the Gorgon and beat his ass. Whatever the fuck that monster was in that yeah. one episode. <laughs> Big green zap monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, uh, yeah. So like one of these movies is really good because it's really on point and one of the movies is really good because it's really fun you know the gorn that's it <laughs> yeah he wasn't fighting a medusa my bad i got got the fucking uh yeah that's that's a different thing it's close 
Oh, something you said earlier, Ferry Canal. My dad accidentally introduced me to trauma because uh, Toxic Avenger, there, there was a, a cartoon based on it. And yeah, that happened. Something about the 80s. They wanted, they took like all these like hyper violent, hyper adult uh, properties and decided to make children's cartoons for them. Like, and toys uh, and shit. Yeah, RoboCop and Toxic Avenger. Uh, Beetlejuice. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is less overtly for adults. Like, RoboCop. I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space had a cartoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I remember I that movie you... fucking me up as a kid. Yeah. I think you can, you can thank Star Wars for all that, for them trying to squeeze money out of everything, out of every IP. Like, get the cartoon going, get the fucking toys going on every IP. So, But that's what I was Thanks, just saying Star earlier. Wars. It's not about your idea. It's not about the good idea. It's about the memeability and the merchandising. Merchandising. <laughs> Gotta pump out that plastic. That's right. Film Heat merchandise available for sale on our website, Get it while it's hot. So. Ultra difficult decision. Um, looks like we're about to have a chat's vote here. What are they What are they saying? They're saying... Uh, it looks pretty one-sided according to our thing here. Pulp wow. Fiction. Wow. They like a good time. <clears throat> no matter what you got to do to get it. <laughs> Kill those motherfuckers. Do whatever. Chat, <laughs> chat likes a good old-fashioned N-word. I feel you. <laughs> no, no. That, that movie is more like making the best out of a, of, out of a bad time, right? Seemingly. Right. And yeah. Fight Club is just like dwelling in it and just fuck the world and, uh, you know, Fight embracing Club makes it that me way. mad. It reminds me of the world and why it sucks and... <sighs> That's not why I watch movies. <laughs> want to get away from this. Yeah. It's like, if I wanted to realize how much the world sucks, I'd go outside. And I'm not doing that. Ugh. <laughs> the Turn world is dying and the sun boils your skin. Like, ugh. Turn on literally any form of news media from literally anywhere. Yeah. And you'll want something to escape. <laughs> so. I'm going to dissent. Yeah? Yes. What are you thinking? You thinking Fight Club? Yes, I'm going to go with the Fight Club. I'm just going based purely on what gave me the best adrenaline boost this week when I watched it. The best serotonin boost. Yeah. Yeah. I can I'm feel gonna, you there. I'm inclined to go that way too because if I had a high paying job as a hitman, I'd probably be fucking happier than working whatever shit job I got, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Big fat wad of money I can buy $500 grams of heroin with. Yeah. So, of course, of course they're making the best of it. They're fucking paid well. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> and what's in the case? Yeah, no you know idea. what? 
the more time that passes, the more that shit pisses me off. That's so we, goddamn lazy. We need to have that goddamn conversation eventually. What's in the case? Hey, that's how you right. Have a long ass movie and not explain that. You explain everything else. Like what the hell? And not even give it to us later, Quentin. Yeah, that should have. With all the Go shit ahead. that they spoon-fed in that movie, that? Yeah. And there's, there's, I feel like there's enough going on in that movie. That's the, the what's in the case is kind of like a hat on a hat. It's like nobody fucking needs that. That is just Quentin Tarantino jerking himself off again, you know? No. He's jerking himself off. He's not letting us see the goo. Like, come on. At least fucking finish, Quentin. Come on. We're, we've been here for two hours, Quentin. Finish. Nah, he You're going to rip that thing off, Quentin. Let's fucking get this done. It's a 30-minute video, and they cut away from the money shot at the end. He just likes edging himself in front of us. That's all. That's just a tease, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I feel like the whole what the whole case has become such a cliche. It's such a kind of a dumb thing. It's yeah. It's just, it's such a blatant like audience tease for him, for him to go. Hmm hmm. Mm. He said. Bet he you said wish you interview, knew what was in the case. He said in an interview that you're supposed to be able to think it's whatever you want it. No fuck that. That's bullshit. Lazy. Yeah. Um, I honestly think Fight Club is a better movie because, like I said before, the guy that wrote the movie wrote the book and he said it, the movie was better than the book. This is coming from straight from the horse's mouth. Like, Yeah. No, you're right. David Fincher. David, right? That's Shit. the director, yes. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing it director. Could, it could have been worse, but they edited out a lot of like they had so much extra like sex scene footage that they wanted to put in the movie. Uh, the studio wanted to put in the movie, and David was like, "Nah, nah, it's just gonna be this one little, this one little clip here." Mm-hmm. I, th- that was kind of uh, artistic the way they did that one sex scene where it was like it was like almost stills or whatever, and they made it look all weird. Kind of did like a bullet that? time effect, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. gonna be a lot longer and more sex i i really like the way that they they did that scene the the artistry of that fucking yeah way better way better than just some drawn out graphic sex scene i mean while we're talking about fight club and sex scenes there's a scene where Helena Bonham Carpenter says, you want me to check your prostate? And uh, I, I would, i'd let her check my fucking prostate for sure <laughs> hell yeah get in there Hell yeah! Oh. Uh, I'm gonna throw my vote down. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Argo for Fight Club. If I enjoyed Pulp Fiction, it's a little bit too. Quentin enjoyed it more than I did, though. Yeah, Honestly. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I'm convinced too. I am also gonna go Fight Club. Wow. Yeah. Talked you into it. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of our show. I'm that's the beauty that of the show. You know, I'm gonna sit here for ten minutes and talk shit, <laughs> and then go and then vote for. Her. <laughs> and then Argo's gonna talk you into it. I mean, the the two movies you got one that's like a I'm gonna chill out, hang out on the couch, and fucking relax movie. And then there's one that's like 
shit's going to kind of piss me off, but it's going to stir some shit up. You know what I mean? Make me feel alive. Yeah, make you feel some feels, not just, you know. Honestly, I might put on Pulp Fiction over Fight Club just because it is more fun. But right now, like in this discussion, I'm going with Fight Club as a better movie. I think you're right. I think we've I think we have right. nailed this that, down perfectly it, here. Yeah, that exactly. Yep, that. So what about you, Eric? Are you going with Fight Club as well? Yeah, for the exact for exactly what Argo just said. Sorry. All right. Didn't mean to take the words right out of your mouth. <laughs> so we're no, all, it's all good. <laughs> we're all swayed. We were all like, oh no, hold on. Yeah. At first, I was like, yeah, Pulp Fiction just makes me makes me feel better but then i was like well does it does it but see when when you think of this list you probably look at it and go oh yeah pulp fiction but no yeah all right so the winner of our semi-final round is going to be fight club beating pulp fiction 20 points to five so we're going to take another quick break and then come back for the most fun part of the evening the loser's bracket, the speed round. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, chat. How do you like your titties? <laughs> titties and boobies. Don't forget the booties. Oh, mm, always. No titties, but I still like Helen Bottom Carter. <laughs> yeah, no, Helena doesn't do it for me. No, just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I think we part were just of the... saying, if you talk about Helena Bottom Carter not being hot enough, you're going to summon uh, Tim Burton. He's going to magically appear and try to fight you. <laughs> it, it, it did not scare any of us, even in a little bit. I'm a monk. I'll punch him in the face. <laughs> Tim Burton is a real life Batman, so y'all better watch out. That's the true. real life Batman. Yeah, he's got more money than God. <laughs> he fights crime on the weekends. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? Losers, losers bracket. What Wake are up, chat. Losers. Wake up. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> Get in, loser. We're going to the bracket. That's right. We're going to the losers bracket. It's time. Let's take a look here. So. This is the loser's bracket. That means for this portion, we're not going to do a poll. Chat, if you got a, an opinion, you're just going to type whichever movie you're voting for right there into the chat box, and we're going to count them all individually. Wake so, up, chat. Chat has the most power during this portion, so you guys can truly decide which movie comes back and faces off in the finale. The grand finale. So, without further ado, let's take a look. Losers bracket heat number one. Let's go right here. We're gonna we're looking at Boondock Saints versus Scarface. I think this one's clearly Boondock Saints. Chat is on the right path. That's three Boondock Saints in chat right there. Boom, boom, and me. So that's four total Boondock Saints. One, two, three, four. Yeah, we got a Scarface. We got another Boondocks. 
my I'm problem, going Boondock Saints. My problem here is I feel excessively mediocre about both of these movies at this point. Yeah. Which one's it's more mediocre? I'm going to go Boondock. I'll give Scarface a vote. It's going to lose anyways. That's true. All right. right. Boondock Saints is taking it 7-2. to two. Moving well. on to A Clockwork Orange versus the Warriors. Hmm, I'm going Warriors for sure. Yep, me too. I'm going Late Warriors. 70s. Warriors, Warriors. Is a, Warriors is a much more fun watch. What I'm going with. One Warriors and one clock work in chat. Two clock works in chat. Ooh. And an- another Warriors in chat, I think. Come out to play. Yay. I'm taking that as a Warriors vote. Oh, yeah, that's a Warriors. <laughs> Megan told me I make her watch this movie basically once a year. So I don't think I've ever made her watch Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah. You put the eye forceps on her. You're like, look at it. Look, look at, at it. <laughs> Do you see? Do you see? All right. Any more votes going once? And going twice? You dig it. Dig it. All right. Warriors going to take it six points to three. Round two of the loser's bracket. We're looking at the Warriors versus the Boondock Saints. Hmm. 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 Warriors. I don't, I don't even have to think about it that hard. I'm Boondock on this. Like, fuck those boomers. Those young boomers. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, I'm going Boondock Saints on this one. Hell yeah. Justin, you said Boondock Saints? Yeah. This is uh, what you're putting on. Yeah. I'm putting on the Warriors. <laughs> so there's three Warriors in chat and one Boondock in chat. Oh, another Warriors, four Warriors in the chat. Okay, so yeah, four Warriors in chat and then one from Eric and then Boondocks. Um, it's pretty decided. Pretty much. Pretty no matter much. what, you somebody else in chat. Unless somebody else in chat pops up right now. And I'm fine with that. The game was phenomenal. I like. I want to play that game and redo this movie and this game. I know. Yeah. Like I never, I never played the, the game. I'm asking for a reboot of this IP, please. Yeah, it's like the only reboot anybody's ever asked for in the last 20 years. (laughs) Like, please give it to us. (laughs) All right, that's going to make it six points to three, sending the Warriors ahead. So that's the Warriors and Pulp Fiction now? Yep, Pulp Fiction and the Warriors. And I voted for Boondock. Uh, I got to go Pulp Fiction on this one. I'm going to go the Warriors just to mix it up. 
So we're not where we were. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't like twitting. Fucking throwing his mush in my face. <laughs> and not even giving you the money shot. I know. Like, give me the sauce, Quentin. <laughs> money shot. I'll go with you, Justin, on that one. We're gonna we're gonna be alone. It's okay. Yeah, I'll chat. That's one, two, three. Yeah. That's like five pulps in chat. Pulp, 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 yep. pulp, pulp. I'm like you, Eric. I'm honestly having a hard time with this one. So I actually like both of these quite a bunch. Yeah. Come to the warrior side. Or stay on the warrior <laughs> side. Yeah, I'm. I'm Pope's already won, so I'm throwing throwing mine to the Warriors. Okay, all right. Come on, Jared. But we're not enough. Doesn't matter. <laughs> go with the wave. That's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna Me. go with the wave because the wave is strong. <laughs> Six points to Panel three points. Chat. <laughs> chat has spoken. Pulp Fiction is the winner of that one, bringing us right back to where we were. I'm not changing my vote this week. No? Hang on, man. We got we to blab about it, so you hang on. I'll blab about it as to why I'm not. We are in the grand finale. We got a poll coming back up. Fight Club versus Pulp Fiction. All right, five-minute poll. Fight Club versus Pulp Fiction. Five minutes. Votes back in the poll. You animals, back in the poll. Yeah, back in the poll. <laughs> we let you free for long enough. <laughs> you are not a free-range chat. <laughs> Get back, uh, in, back in your hole. Get it's back in your hole. Where's the, where's the lotion change? on the skin? Or not. <laughs> I told you we were going to be back here, didn't I? It puts yep. the vote in the poll or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> Tarantino's always already gave us enough hose, ain't he? <laughs> Hell, Fight Club gave us a bunch of hose. We <laughs> just did it for a split second. And so it seems like uh, Tarantino loves like feet and also foreign women, right? <laughs> Doesn't he also yeah. date a lot of because there's like the Portuguese chick in Pulp Fiction, and then there's like the Colombian taxi driver and that always shit. Used me. I was like, wait, are these the same chicks? I don't understand what's what I'm supposed to be getting out of this. Like, also the yeah. taxi driver has no shoes on when she's driving. Yeah, okay. Bonnie's dangerous. Bonnie's a black lady, so I mean, there's barely a white woman aside from Uma Thurman in here. Except yeah. for the biggest woman role. Oh, uh, the <laughs> drug dealer's the drug dealer's girlfriend. Yeah, Rosanna Arquette, bitch ass. She plays a good, hateable character. You're like, what this bitch is just fucking shit up? What are you doing? Oh yeah, no, you, you, doing you all the shit in her face. Yeah, yeah, that's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of endearing features of Pulp Fiction because it's so fucking long, right? And it endears you to a lot of characters. Yeah. It's a fun ride. Like, I got to give Tarantino that. Like, he knows how to make a fun ride. Well, he knew how to make a fun ride. I think he's forgotten over time. 
and now he's doing stuff like Hateful Eight, which I never even no, it, saw. It's easy to get boring when you're doing shit like that, you know? The movie was actually pretty good. Yeah, maybe I should watch yeah. it. Yeah. He doesn't should, make bad movies. We should do a Tarantino list sometimes. He's not like EA games, but he slips. Well, um, Django was a fun ride, that's for sure. So, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, fantastic. Oh, shit, I never even saw that. I'm slacking. Maybe I'm the slacker here. And he managed to not put himself in those other ones saying the N-word, even though he wanted to. He wanted, he wanted to. to. He probably shot he it. Sure. No, I he mean, just got some... He just got someone else to say it for him. Deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. He's got it on a VHS tape. <laughs> I could just see Quentin Tarantino sitting in a, in his private theater at home, drinking, just watching himself say the N-word on this big screen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on repeat. He's, He's got, got a, super cuts of himself. <laughs> He's got a drink in one hand and himself in the other. <laughs> yeah. When Tarantino was on like the press tour for, I think it was Django or, or one of those movies, he got a lot of bullshit hate for what's called code switching, which I think is completely fine to do. You guys know what that is? Yeah, that's when you, was... you act differently than your normal demeanor to fit in with other people, you know? Yeah, and to fit in is not, it's fine if you want to fit in, right? Like, I don't think that's unnoble. The goal, right? Like, yeah, you got to go. I don't think there's anything along, wrong with you know? it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, which you know what that always pissed me off. You know, everybody's mom would always say, "Well, if everybody was jumping off a bridge, would you do it?" And it's like, uh, yes, that's the point of humanity. You got to go along to get along. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't like, you can't just be. You're gonna be alone. And yeah. left out high and dry if you don't jump off the bridge. So we're that's the a bad thing creatures. to teach. Yeah. yeah, we're social creatures. Yeah, I, I I have to vote against Quentin Tarantino again on this. He cannot win this fight. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with it. He just can't. I, I I no. Now that I've thought about it, just like I'm still definitely voting Fight Club for all the reasons I said before. The whole the whole bridge thing, I was like, Dad, you took us to jump off the bridge damn near every weekend all summer. <laughs> oh, chat is not helping. They've decided to split this down the middle. Ouch. There are a bunch of Tyler Durden's out there. <laughs> <laughs> Anarchists. That's what they are. Which anarchists. It it, it made me feel the best this week. And when I was watching it, I was like, damn, I forgot how good this movie is. Yeah. Pulp Fiction, it's like, yeah, it's good. It's always been good. Fight Club is like, oh, I forgot how good it is. It is yeah. really good. Pulp Fiction has such a banging soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so does Fight Club. I mean, it's pretty good. Most of it is the instrumentals, right? Done by the Dust Brothers, right? Because Argo mentioned the Pixies, right? And I was like, so I looked them up and I was like, all right, let me check them out. And I'm going to go ahead and pass on everything they've ever done. 
in favor of the Death Brothers, who did the bulk of the soundtrack, all the instrumentals. Like, that's some good shit. I'm going to go to the gym and put that shit on. That's, you know, that's yeah. some fighting-ass music right there. It yeah. was... I listened to most of it on Spotify. It was good. Real good. And uh, my question was, would we even know who the Pixies were if it weren't for this movie? Yeah. Um. Before this right movie... Before this movie came out, X1.5 used to do uh, a High Noon Rewind and Sunday Revival. And the song Where Is My Mind got played during the High Noon Rewind fairly regular. Hmm. It was that and a lot of Depeche Mode. (laughs) I I love Depeche Mode. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love it. Yeah, me too. But not the Pixies. Fuck them. I like the Pixies a lot. The the one song, the Where Is My Mind, that's pretty that dope. Song's okay. I think my favorite so, Pixie song is Hey. Yeah. Probably. That song is for horses, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> or uh Gigantic. Gigantic is a great song. I love how proud of yourself you looked, Justin. <laughs> I clicked on all their. I clicked on a few of their songs. I was like, no, no, pass, no. They're very alternative. No, it felt like the 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 like the evolved form of like a lot of the eighties new wave shit. Like, yeah, Cure, Silver Chair ripoff. It was definitely TNS yeah. plus on all that shit. Been dying to meet you. I don't know. Boom, I like boom, the Cure a lot. Boom, 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 boom. All right, I'm gonna go Fight Club. It's a toughie. Pulp Fiction is just so endearing, a lot to like in it because there's just so fucking much of the movie. But yeah. Fight Club is Fight Club is has more of a point and more of a message, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Fight Club myself. Which one makes you want to smoke a cigarette more? Fight Club. <laughs> I, no, Brad Pitt with those cigarettes, boy. He sold a lot of cigarettes in that movie. He sold a lot of cigarettes right now. <laughs> yeah, no, so I want to go. Uh, I want to hit the weight bench and then like look like I'm smoking a cigarette, cool as hell, with it just like kind of dangling right there on the edge, you know. <laughs> well, that just roll a joint. You can be yeah. like Sam Jackson in Jurassic Park, and it's just like hang. It's like stuck to his lip. And the ashes like <laughs> yeah. hang on to your buttons and your hang cigarettes. <laughs> Most of the cigarette is ash, and it's great. <laughs> I like the landlady in uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, oh. she like smokes the whole thing. She she smokes the whole thing, but all the ash stays there on the cigarette. Yeah. Well, we got a vote, vote in chat. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Oh, that, that's legit. Yeah. That counts. That's legit. Counting it. That's number three. <laughs> in this heat. I'm done that, that episode movie. is is now oh. uh, available on audio wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to go back and listen to that banger of an episode, it's, it's a good time. So I guess uh, hard ticket to Hawaii wins this one, huh? That's right. The winner of this uh, whole it's <laughs> number three at least. <laughs> yeah. So I think the only vote we need is me and Eric. What's up? Yeah, uh, what are you going to vote for in this? Oh, uh, Fight Club. Fight Club. 
it it they're both really good movies that I enjoy a lot, but Fight Club just carries more weight. Yeah, you're right about that. But I'm just gonna throw my vote for Pulp Fiction because it's not gonna win anyway. Because <laughs> you like empty calories. Hey, I love empty <laughs> calories. <laughs> Argo over here giving us the knife hand. Whoa. He's got a blade. <laughs> so that's going to make it our grand finale. 20 points for Fight Club. 10 points for Pulp Fiction. Making Fight Club our grand winner. So let's take a look. Take a look at our list here. Or a no. Results. What's, so, what's, the win- what's the winner order? Uh, starting from the bottom this time. I know I realize I always start from the top. I'm going to start from the bottom this time. In sixth place, our loser for the week is going to be Scarface. In fifth place, a Clockwork Orange. In fourth place, Boondock Saints. Third place is the Warriors. Second place, Pulp Fiction, with two wins and two losses. And number one, with four consecutive wins, it's going to be Fight Club. You know, that's pretty much exactly how I would probably have ranked it myself, honestly. Yep. I'm, I did I not might... expect it at the beginning of the week. I might swap no. Clockwork Orange and Scarface myself, but yeah, no, yeah. that's pretty much. Oh, wow. I might swap Warriors and Pulp Fiction, maybe. It almost had an over resurgence there at the end. I was hoping for it. <laughs> what the Warriors? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it got the same number of wins and losses as Pulp Fiction. They're just out of order. Yeah. Maybe they die for a second. I mean, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that order feels good to me. On the whole. On the whole. (laughs) Boondock Saints third, which feels better to me. My Irish ass. Feels good on the whole, huh, Justin? Yeah. Scarface oh, 5. Clubless Hell in the Bottom Carter. Touch my home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to be our list this week. Cult Classics Volume 1. You know uh, what we have not discussed at all this week? What we're going to do next week? What we're going to do next week. That's Yeah. We, we didn't uh, even... Just throw it out there. Within these next two weeks, we should do some kind of Johnny Depp related list because it just gets clicks right now. It's so hot right now. Let's get this trial going on. We could just do Johnny Depp. We could do Johnny Depp. You know what? Let's go ahead and do Johnny Depp. I was just looking at Johnny Depp movies. Justice for Johnny, bro. There's absolutely six bangers with Johnny Depp for sure. He's done like a hundred movies. Like it's a lot to choose from. We'll figure something out. We'll post it. Look out for it. We can't promise no Tim Burton, but (laughs) yeah, I might. I might steer away from Tim Burton. Um, They're they're not that good. 
Yeah, I we, wish we we've could've... already had Edward Scissorhands on a on a list. So, yeah, and yeah, we just did one. Fear and Loathing. Yeah, so that probably won't be that, on there. That's not. But Depp, you know what? But... I'm thinking uh, that's not. It's Johnny right. Depp. Johnny Depp. That's what that's what we're saying, right? Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I I want to put uh, God damn it, Ninth Gate. Mm. Mm. All right, that's guys. A, um, our list maker has a movie. soft spot for Christina Ricci, so uh, Sleepy Hollow is probably going to be on there. Uh, <laughs> no, Chris warning you, There's Christina somebody, Ricci. Christina we Ricci. I mean, we're going to have yeah. Secret Window. That's for sure. What? Oh yeah. Uh, Christina Ricci's hotter than. I'm about than to make this list. Helena Bottom Carter. Are you kidding me? It. Secret Window? No, Sleepy Hollow. Is it Sleepy Hollow the one that has Christina Ricci in it? I, I don't care about no Sleepy Hollow. I'm talking about Secret Window. We She's on have... the fucking poster, bro. <laughs> All right. Either way, <laughs> it's gonna we'll be a good it out. list. We'll post yeah. it. So make sure you follow us on the socials. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. And be on the lookout for that Johnny Depp list because it's coming next week. People in chat want Sleepy Hollow, so chat, you can't have everything. That's 33%. That's like a quarter of chat right there. What happened last time we listened to chat? We got to change your bullet list. We did a banger episode. It was a banger episode. I mean that was a damn good episode. That that was our number one most listened to audio podcast for a long time before it was uh it got kind of knocked out of the park by our nineties comedy episode, which is our current most popular episode. So Chad, if you haven't already, go out there and listen to those audio episodes and let us know which one's your favorite so we can continue delivering the goods. Everywhere, anywhere you find a podcast, we are the only movie, film, bracket podcast. That's also, right. Also, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Patreon. Patreon. You name all it. All the goods. Like and follow on all of them. <laughs> Let's run our top six episodes through the bracket. <laughs> We can do that. Yeah, we should, we should do a bracket of our own episode. Yeah. <laughs> of our own shit. We'll pull a Quentin Tarantino and just jerk ourselves off for an episode. We've, just we've just broke. Previously, when we were doing 10. So. We, we still need to do, yeah, we need to do a, uh, a champion's bracket and take 10 of our winners. I think that will come at our one year anniversary or, or around then, you know? Yeah. Maybe. December this year, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, December will be. It's really not that far off, guys. We're already almost halfway through this year. Fucking A. Oh, Lord, don't remind me. It's been, it feels like it's been a second and an eternity at the same time. Well, that's going to be our episode, everybody. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us once again. I love you all so much. Thank you for coming back week after week and participating hanging out and joining the fun so next week we're doing Johnny Depp so tune in next Friday I believe it will be it's going to be a good time thank you all see you next week justice for Johnny